It has been such a long time since we have been able to gather around the campfire, gather around your job that you're pretending to do with your headphones in, sit in the car with you driving to work, sit in the car driving back from work. It's been so long since we've hung out. It is Monday, December 27th, 5.57 Eastern Time. And Pat and I are both on Eastern Time, and Pat and I are both in the same garden state of New Jersey here to talk about the Pinstripe Bowl. We are the Sons of Saturday, Pat Finn and Billy Ray Mitchell, here to break it down for you. Maryland, Virginia Tech, but first, but first, we have to shout out our good friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Main Street Pharmacy is the go-to spot for all of your needs in your house, whether it be cosmetic, whether it be keeping yourself clean, whether it be keeping yourself smelling good, clearing out your ears, getting a Gatorade after a long night out at the bars, or picking up a prescription. Maybe you have an allergy to shellfish and you spent some time in Boston and you need some some EpiPens or maybe some prescription medication. They have you taken care of in Main Street Pharmacy right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, where you are not just a number. You are a neighbor. Patrick, how you doing, my friend? Hey, man. How are you? Good to I'm see you. Doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. It's exciting. It's exciting to be back here. I feel like we haven't recorded a podcast in a long time. I think it's been close to two weeks now. Um, but no, we're back. We're back. And we have a, a hokey haiku uh, courtesy of Travis Die, Patrick. So hook us up with a, with a hokey haiku here. At Gobble Shots Tailgate, Travis Die, Johnny on the spot. He says, Pinstripe Bowl Wednesday. Are there any players left? Let's just have some fun. You're right about that, Travis. We're going to have fun on this podcast, too, because expectations for the bowl season, expectations for this game, expectations for a lot of things have uh, have dwindled a little bit. I think it's fair to say, you know, Miami opted out of their bowl. Virginia is not playing in the Fenway Bowl. Boston College is not playing in the military bowl, we're seeing this all over college football. Boise State opted out uh, due to COVID a couple hours ago of uh, the Arizona Bowl. Huge bummer. But as of now, with less than 48 hours to go, Virginia Tech will still be facing off against the Maryland Terrapins on Wednesday afternoon at Yankee Stadium. So before we get into this, we do want to do a little bit of a programming update, and we do want to do a little bit of a review of Christmas and what we've been up to the last few weeks. So we'll roll into a programming update here. Um, lot of, lots been going on behind the scenes. Folks have been getting hired on to Coach Prize staff, whether um, you know we're finding out some new names on the defensive side of the ball, some new rumors around the offensive side of the ball, or even – uh, making some hires in the strength and conditioning staff and for player personnel, you know, general manager type hires. We are going to cover this head to toe um, probably a week or two into 2022 after some more hires have been made, after some more clarity has been installed and more of the dust settles. Um, so anticipate that coming out from us in a few weeks. Uh, the Hokie Hoops podcast, Mike McDaniel and Ed Williams. Mike McDaniel, well, you could call him Dad McDaniel. He is uh, going to be a father uh, in 2022. He just uh, announced that earlier this week. Congratulations to Mike. 
really fired up about that. And then Ed saw him in Charlotte for that Bonnie's game. That was a ton of fun. Mike and Ed will be putting out their next Hokey Hoops pod, I believe, next week as well. Obviously, with the Carolina game getting canceled on Wednesday, we're going to have some time off uh, between now and January 1st, where Tech Basketball will play Pittsburgh at Castle uh, at 4 o'clock on New Year's Day. I wouldn't count on uh, us playing on Saturday either, too. Yeah. I mean, this would probably be a uh, another situation where we have a couple of days off here. Um, what? Did you see? New CDC rules. Uh, you know, traditionally over the past 18 months, the isolation for COVID has been... It's been so long, it's traditionally. Because <laughs> that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. It's, it's been 10 days because that's the way we've always done it. No. Mm-hmm. Update. We are slicing the 10 in half, and it will mm-hmm. only be a five-day isolation for those who are testing positive. This is breaking news. Um, So, you know, you're welcome if you did not know this, but I just saw it on Twitter about an hour ago. That actually is huge news. It actually makes you think about some of the games that have already been canceled um, this bowl season or basketball games that have already been canceled. If they had gone by the five-day instead of the 10-day, would they have had to cancel? You know, who knows? But I'm glad that they are making some amends to these rules because – you know, we definitely are seeing different types of effects um, from this new strand. No doubt. Um, some other news and stuff to come. Uh, at the conclusion of this season, we will start our uh, diving into and getting to know these new coaches, um, whether it be through interviews on the podcast or interviews uh, written. Going to get to know the new staff a little bit uh, and also do some exit interviews with folks that are headed off to other places, um, whether it be graduation or transfers, doing some exit interviews um, and just kind of wiping the slate clean and getting you guys introduced to everybody else. Um, go ahead, Pat. Pat's got the double fingers in the air. Not the middle ones, the two pointer fingers. It looks like he, has, he does that when he has a point. What is the last thing that we're going to talk about in our programming update? Billy Ray. This is This is a refurbished way of putting this out there. I have wanted to do this for a long time and I may have done a very poor job. You know, when you get so excited about something that you just kind of explain it really poorly, like you see something really funny and you try to tell the people and they're like, yeah, that's not that funny. And you're like, ah, so I'll let Pat do it. But essentially I really want life advice to happen. I think it'd be fun. Pat, you can, you can, you can, you can set the table for the people. Maybe you'll do a better job than me. So, as you guys may know, Billy Ray is a big-time fan of Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo. Now, I've been listening to Ryan Russillo probably over the last couple weeks now because he's very good at what he does. Um, He's a lot of fun to listen to. He runs a podcast, the Ryan Russillo podcast. It's fantastic. But at the end of these podcasts, he does a life advice column where him and his producer or him and his special guest – the one I listened to that I really liked was him and Scott Van Pelt. And they went over uh, a few questions that were submitted from fans, from listeners, where a situation happened and they told, they essentially gave them life advice on how they would go about the situation. It was hysterical. It was absolutely hilarious. And I think it would be a lot of fun if we were to actually do that. Um, but with that frame on it, not, not the way it was originally presented where Billy Ray gets on, he's, you know, he's driving, he's got these goofy sunglasses on <laughs> the Duke jersey and says, Hey guys, hit us up for life advice. That is not, 
I don't know if that was the best way to put that out there. No, no, it was not. It was not. I was excited. Um, You know, that's just kind of how that happened, but it, it, look, it's going to be, I think it'd be great content. I think it'd be fun. Obviously we'll leave the names out. So, you know, you'll be protected like through HIPAA or whatever. Um, do we need, we'll, do we need a, uh, do we need the measurables? So Rosillo asks, he says, give me your height and weight and age. Yeah, no, it'll, I think it'll all take no. a life of its own life advice. will have a life of its own. We'll, we'll, we'll change it and tweak it as need be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we we'll we'll get you guys caught up on some other stuff. I, I'm sure you guys are looking to hear about the game. So let's talk a little bit about the Maryland game, and we'll start that off with uh, with Hokie history, Pat. Hokie history. Here's my thing on Maryland. Before we get into the numbers and the streaks, let's cut to the chase. Maryland is a school that ah, they left the ACC to go to the Big Ten, and people are still like, "Why did they do that? Do they really benefit from that?" Um, it's a football program that has, you know, consistently been a doormat. It's a basketball program that has had its issues as well. Um, but really when I think about Maryland, I just think of like, I don't, I don't, I don't get Maryland. You know, they got the flag, which Maryland people just love. They have the crab cakes, uh, which, you know, are good, but, um, the shape is shaped. The state is shaped kind of funny. Uh, they love lacrosse you know, which is just a whole nother thing. But um, when I think about Maryland, I just don't really think too highly of Maryland. Uh, and, and here's just my banner example for why I don't like the University of Maryland. They're strategic communications officer. So essentially the Pete Morris of the Maryland football program, his name is Jason Yellen. He posts this on Christmas Eve on Twitter, a gingerbread house. And it's made out to look like the pinstripe bowl has Maryland on one end zone. And it has, (laughs) he had his kids write Hokies suck on the gingerbread house uh, on the Virginia tech end zone. And then he had Maryland 100 Virginia tech zero Um, roasted tech. And then he posted (laughs) it on the internet. This is your strategic communications officer at the university of Maryland. Um, Maryland fans have some class. Because uh, Jason Yellen, you know, I, I was saying it on on the uh, on Twitter. Pete Morris does a lot of things, but Pete Morris would never do something like that. Never, <laughs> ever. Shout out Pete and Jason Yellen. Um, I hope you have a miserable time at the game. Um, <laughs> so, hokey history. All time, Maryland actually leads the series. They have defeated us 16 times. We have defeated them 15 times. Mm. Ralph Friesian uh, was a historic Maryland football coach who was on staffs with Coach Beamer, I believe, at the Citadel way back when. Uh, so Coach Beamer and Coach Friesian were very close friends. Ralph Friesian got fired uh, a year after winning ACC Coach of the Year at Maryland in the, uh, the mid-2000s, which I always thought was interesting, was replaced with Randy Edsel. Um, but Maryland's not necessarily a, a school that will take football as seriously as we would think they would. Um, okay, yeah, so 15 and 16 against Maryland. We lost the last matchup against Maryland in, I believe it was triple overtime at Lane Stadium in 2013. Virginia Tech wore the Hokie Stone helmets with the VT logos and gray pants. Um, that was against a mobile quarterback, and uh, the mobile quarterback beat us to the left side, uh, the north end zone. Um, to win the game truly devastating 
uh, for that 2013 campaign. Uh, but what are what are some other good games here? We blew their doors off in College Park in 20, uh, 2009, 36-9. Tyrod had a great game. That was actually the debut of the Hokie um, Pro Combat jerseys that were Nike Pro Combat. They were whites. They were incredible, and we ended up wearing them again that year at UVA. 2008 in Blacksburg, Thursday night game. If you remember this game, this is a game that you know that um, – Tyrod ended up being hurt and he was scratched from the lineup. Sean Glennon started in his place. Um, he threw for a touchdown, but Darren Evans really was the uh, the legend of this evening. He had 253 rushing yards on the ground, had a touchdown, and absolutely ran over a defensive back from Maryland that Chris Fowler lost it. Absolutely freaked out on the call. Um, but that is still a record at Virginia Tech for most rushing yards in a single game uh, from Darren Evans out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Then we'll go back a couple more. 2005, uh, we played at College Park. I think this was a Thursday night, too. Uh, beat them 28-9 to on the back of Marcus Vick. And then 2004, home game. Uh, this was a Thursday night, too. Beat Maryland 55-6, to uh, which was just a dominant performance from the Hokies. Every other game prior to 2004 was actually before I was alive. You got to go all the way back to 93. And then uh, the earliest game was in 1919. Um, So pretty much an even split. Hopefully we can get back to even here uh, with a win on Wednesday against the Terps. Um, But that's your Hokie history for you. Bill. Excellent job with Hokie history as, as regular as usual. Wow. Um, so I guess the next and most important question is who's playing in this game. And actually we're going to have more new faces on Virginia Tech's sideline than we may have on Maryland's sideline. So sons of up opt outery. Let's, let's, let's run through the list here. So players were losing to the NFL that will not be participating in the game. This could change. There could be more. But right now, as it stands, Trey Turner, Jordan Williams, Amari Barno, Lucita Smith, Jermaine Waller. Lucita Smith is uh, kind of a, a, a double double agent here. He is recovering from an ankle injury that he sustained as well. Um, but they are all going to the NFL and not participating in this game. You could add James Mitchell to that uh, to that list, but he wouldn't be playing if uh, he was coming back next year. So next list we have is the transfer list. This list consists of Tavion Robinson, Knox Kadem, Daryl Bailey, and Braxton Burmeister. Braxton Burmeister supposedly was interested in playing in this football game. Um, they said, no, thank you. If you're leaving, you can go on ahead and leave. Um, and that's not me throwing shade at Braxton. I think Braxton battled all year. I think he, you know, dealt with tremendous, tremendous adversity, um, whether it be through injury, whether it be through um, guys not being available or just in general, what has been going on with the offense. But um, wishing Braxton nothing but the best and um, see where he ends up and where the rest of those fellas end up. I know where I know Tavion Robinson's headed to Kentucky. And then fellas that are hurt, Jalen Griffin, Mario Kendricks, James Mitchell. Um, that's the list. Uh, Luke Tenuta is also going to the league. Brock, uh, Brock Hoffman is also going to the league, but they will both be participating in this game. Raheem Blatchier is also a part of that group as well. 
Wow. Um, I mean, those are all really important players. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Pat, do you have any anything to say about that? <laughs> it, uh, you know, um, Maryland has a couple guys in the portal, Brandon Jennings and Terrence Lewis and Penny Brown. Um, so two guys off of their linebacking core and one guy who's a running back. But no one's sitting out of the game um, to go to the league early. Um, other than those players in the portal. But my underlying story here that I think needs to be brought to the light is that bowl games need to be reassessed and reevaluated because you're seeing it all over the country. There's like, I think I saw like 70 plus quarterbacks in the transfer portal. This was like two weeks ago. So there's probably even more now. Guess Um, how many quarterbacks are not going to be in school next year for free. It's going to be, it's going to be more than one. I mean, I, I think, you know, where this conversation gets lost, right. Is there's a, there should be a healthy balance between player empowerment and what's actually smart. And, you know, regardless of how you feel about him, I mean, we had coach Fuente on to talk about the transfer portal. We've had coach young on to talk about the transfer portal. I've talked to other college coaches about the transfer portal. And there are a lot of folks that, you know, may jump in and not end up either, you know, the one thing is not, you know, ending up somewhere where you can play or ending up somewhere where you can contribute. But the worst part of that is ending up nowhere, kind of either ending up to not being in a position to have a scholarship or, um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's a crazy, crazy time in colleges athletics. And, and back to your bowl thing, Pat, I mean, I don't know if we see eye to eye on this. I think this is our fault. I think everybody wanted the playoff. And we got the playoff and we're looking to expand the playoff. And before the playoff, we didn't have this happening because other bowl games were valued. Um, Other bowl games were important. Um, And we've kind of reached this point where if you're not in the playoff, nobody really gives a damn. Um, But, you know, it's a shame because I I've loved, (laughs) I used to love growing up and getting excited for even the smaller bowl games. Cause you get those cross conference matchups that you never seen, or, you know, a game like South Carolina versus UNC, like those teams never play each other, but it's awesome to see those teams matching up. And I don't know what their opt in opt out situation is, but um, it's just a shame, man. It, it sucks. As a yeah, and, and, and not even trying to take one side versus the other here, but just seeing where historically some players might end up, whether it's, you know, a no name school way out where, or, you know, FCS or wherever, but, even just considering the value of having a Virginia tech degree versus a degree from, you know, one of these other places um, is something to think about. Um, And obviously, you know, player empowerment is important and we're in a a train, a changing uh, type of landscape. Yeah. Landscape, you know, it's, it's a dynamic landscape that's ever changing right now, but um, so many things to consider that I think are overlooked. but yeah, you know, my thing is that it's like these bowl games, man. Like, why are why are there forty bowl games? I know other podcasts have talked about it. Whereas, like, you know, only the top thirty-five or the top forty teams would make a bowl. You know, there are only like sixteen or eighteen bowl games. And you made a bowl. It was, I think, it was Dwight Vick. You made a bowl game, and man, you had a good season. Like, congratulations, you made a bowl game. Here's your bowl patch. Like, you know, here's your bowl ring. You guys enjoy that trip, man. You guys are going to Florida. You guys are going somewhere warm. It's going to be an awesome time. And uh, your team really earned that. Go out there. Go practice for a few weeks. 
you know, study some film on the other team, have fun. But most importantly, you win that bowl game and you have some serious momentum going into that next year. Here we are. The playoff is completely devaluated all these bowls, but also the fact that commercial America has just decided to, to jump in every which way to give anyone a chance who is, you know, six and six, or in some cases, five and seven and say, Hey, you deserve to make a bowl game and play in front of a stadium of 12,000 people um, on a, you know, a Tuesday afternoon at 2 PM. It's just completely different. It's not fun. So, and some people will say, if you don't think bowl season is fun, you know, you hate America. That's not true. I used to love bowl season. The BCS was the best thing ever. No one really complained about it. I'm other so than glad we're on the same page with that. Yeah. So other than the ones and the twos and, you know, I get it. Like some people need something to gamble on every second of the day, but listen, I, I actually want to watch a game that, you know, my fan base is super invested in and the players that support my school or that play for my school are super invested in, and we're not seeing that. So got to think of some options here. It's like, do we make the playoff bigger or do we kick these bowl games into August or early September of next year and have them kick off the year? I don't see why, you know, we can't do that. I I'm seeing a lot more smoke around that as far as from an idea perspective, I haven't seen any action on it, but you know, for example, military bowl, Boston College and East Carolina. What if they were just to play on September 1st next year, you know, in Annapolis, get people excited. Hey, if you bought tickets, you can use those tickets on September 1st. You know, it'll be warm out. You won't be um, freezing or doing mudslides at the uh, at the Annapolis Stadium. But that's just my two cents. I really hope that it gets figured out because um, <laughs> like I've, I've felt pretty apathetic about bowl season for all the uh, for all the opt outs, all the transfers. And I'm sure like at this point, you know, if you're if you're one of the guys who's not playing in Tech's bowl game and you're seeing all these other games get canceled, like. Yeah, I don't want to speak for them, but I'm, I'm sure it's kind of just like a, it's it's devaluating, devaluing bowl season even more. I mean, th- think about this podcast, right? This is the pre Maryland podcast. We're supposed to be on here talking about you know, Virginia Tech versus Maryland and the history and, and all of that. And it, it's impossible to talk about the game without talking about who's playing, who's not playing, how, how do people care? Do people not care? Um, and yeah, look, at, like, look at, this was not necessarily a podcast we were excited to record. Obviously, we're having fun, but like, you know, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think, I think so many things about the bowl are good for the kids, right? I mean, you know, kids getting to go to New York city. There are probably a, a handful of kids or a good amount of kids on both teams that have never been to New York city. Um, you know, they'll get to experience new things, meet new people. And, and I get that, but I think the crux of this and where it all comes from is that a bowl game should mean something. Um, and it's gotten to the point where kind of, it really doesn't mean anything. And most people don't even want to play in it. Um, so yeah, we, we can do a whole segment on this, you know, um, once the season concludes, but to talk about Maryland, um, Maryland started the season 4-0. Um, they had gone 2-6 and six after starting 4-0. So the wheels absolutely fell off the Terrapin, the Terrapin truck. Um, maybe the highlight of the season. In the neither of you belong in the Big Ten Bowl, Maryland marched into Rutgers Stadium and defeated Rutgers 40-16. to Look, neither of those teams have any business being in the Big Ten. Neither of those teams really care about football. 
Um, and their sole purpose is to get absolutely dragged by everybody else in those conferences. Um, essentially if Vanderbilt had a baby with Missouri, they, and they had to send them off to the big 10 that <laughs> that was actually a pretty good comp. Yeah. If Vanderbilt had a kid with Missouri, <laughs> they'd send their kid to the big 10. <laughs> that's what they would be doing. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's, that's Rutgers and, uh, Rutgers in Maryland for you. Uh, Maryland is a senior laden team, 25 seniors on the team. And one of which I'm going to butcher this. Can I just jump in and say, how dare you? How dare you speak ill on Rutgers like that? That Rutgers team made the Gator bowl this year. That is a great team. (laughs) That is true. They did make a bowl game. That is what drives me nuts is, you know, you're speaking to somebody who doesn't really follow college football. If they say, well, did your team make a bowl game? Well, <laughs> did you just ask me if my team went 500? Yes, they went 500. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, great. So, like, so they'll make a bowl, right? <laughs> yes, but this is not 1993. Like, right. I do not care. Yeah. Um, so, I, do care. I do care. But, you know. I mean, we're going. We're going to the game. We're, we're partying with hard-earned dollars to, to go and have fun and, 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 you know, kiss babies and sh- shake babies and kiss hands. So, um Socially distant, obviously. Uh, 25 seniors on the team, uh, one of which is Chigozium Okonowo. I'm actually, that's actually probably pretty close to what it actually is. Uh, he declared for the draft, but is going to play in the game. Chigozium, you get a uh, grit patch. Love to see that going to the going to the draft and playing in the bowl game. He said, quote, for me, it was a no-brainer. I was definitely going to play in the game no matter what. It is, it is, it's very special to get to have it together, our senior class with everything we've been through. Love that. Love that. Those are the kind of stories I want to read. Chagosium, thank you. Thank you for bringing that, uh, for bringing that energy. And we're excited to watch you ball out or hopefully not ball out. Wow. This is all over the place. But Pat, what else do you have uh, from, from Maryland's sideline, Maryland's football team? I actually did watch a complete Maryland game earlier this year. While- really? While scouting the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, so I think it was week one. And they beat West Virginia, surprisingly. Um, they're led by quarterback Talia Tagovailoa. You might know his brother, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, but Talia had a, a had a decent year. You know, this would have been a great year if he was wearing a Virginia Tech uniform. 68% of his passes were completed. Okay, let's be honest. He had a great year. Um, 68 percent of his passes were completed for 3,500 yards, uh, 3,595 yards, almost 3,600, 24 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And Maryland, the Maryland Terrapins playing in the Big East, finished the season as the number 13 uh, passing offense in all of college football. So pretty impressive there by Talia Tagovailo. He actually had a pretty good game last week as well, 312 yards through the air uh, in Piscataway and three touchdowns. They also, they also have this guy, excuse me, their leading receiver, Rakeem Jarrett, all time name, good name. Great, great receiver name. Uh, He's a sophomore, had 56 receptions this year for 769 yards and five touchdowns in 2021. Um, You know, you mentioned Tayon fleet Davis. That's, I love that last name. That's a fun last name. Um, who are some other good names? Penny Boone. We talked about him. That's a good last name or good name. This is all over the place. Um, 
I guess um, it, to the spirit of all over the place, another another caveat, um, you know, I don't think Maryland players are going to be, you know, getting on the line of scrimmage and saying, ha ha, we have Ramon Brown. But an added uh, an added caveat, Ramon Brown did end up decommitting from Virginia Tech and signing with Zon Burden in uh, the Maryland Terrapins, taking one of our uh, best recruits in this last uh, recruiting cycle. So there's one more uh, caveat. If you needed to dislike Maryland more, there is another reason. We could call this the Ramon Brown Bowl. We could call this the Nathan Proctor Bowl. We could call this the Josh Jackson Bowl, but I'm going to call it the Seth Allen Bowl. You think okay. Seth will be tuning in? Seth Allen... I can almost guarantee will not be tuning into this basketball game, um, but a huge a huge win. You know, Virginia Tech got uh, got a point card, took him to the uh, took him to March Madness. I mean, what a career he had! An absolute best man, best six man we've ever had. This is a, this is true. This is absolutely true. Um, so let's move on to keys to the game. Keys to the game are brought to you by Roots Natural Kitchen. Um, you know. Roots Natural Kitchen, you need the keys to your health. They're going to hand them to you. Unlock the potential of who you can be. Unlock the best version of yourself. Wow. Um, Unlock a 20% discode using <laughs> Sons of Sat 21 on the Roots Natural Kitchen app. We're going to have to update order. That. You have to order through the app. Okay. We're going to have to update that uh, that code. 2021 coming to a close. Yeah, but 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 we have not updated yet. So if you know if you listen <laughs> right. to this on January first, you can still use that promo code. Yes, we, we will be the carriers of the news when we have a new promo yes. for all y'all. But yes, head on down to Roots Natural Kitchen. They have one in Blacksburg. They have one in Charlottesville. They have one in Richmond. State College, I think, has a Roots Natural Kitchen. Check their website. Check your local listings. Um, keys to the game, Pat. What is your key to the game? You know, we talked about it. They have a talented passing game. They got Talia. They got Rakeem Jarrett. They got Dante Demas Jr. That's a solid name. Dante Demas Jr. Double DJ. He had over 500 yards uh, receiving this year. Here's the thing. They really spread the love. I mean, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys go over the century mark in receiving yards this year. Um, So you'll see some running backs getting the ball. Like Fleet Davis, you'll see some tight ends getting the ball. You'll see their wideouts getting the ball, whether it's Jarrett, Demas Jr., Carlos Carreri, Brian Cobbs. I mean, they do spread the sugar here at Maryland. Um, so we got we got to contain that. Jermaine Waller will not be playing in this game, um, which is okay. I mean, it's not the best news you want to hear, but we have played without Waller, um, you know, sporadically. Is that the right word? Sporadic, sparingly, yeah. sporadically over the past two years. Yeah. Um, man, really hope Waller gets uh, gets drafted in the top three rounds. That'd be sweet. But um, yeah, I mean, get pressure on their quarterback because Talia Tagovailoa can carve us up like a Christmas ham. Shout out Grayson if we do not get after the quarterback. Dude, no ham on the Christmas table this year. I was a little disappointed by that. Yeah, we had um, uh, we had actually beef Wellington. Mm. so good kath kath was uh was made in the kitchen who who made the beef wellington kath mom nana i mean it was a group effort a three-tiered effort (laughs) um 
So my key to the game is pretty simple. Um, we have a lot of guys who made a lot of plays that are not playing this game. Uh, it's going to be the Connor Blumrick show. Uh, we're going to have Raheem Blackshear. Um, and our stable of running backs, that is probably bigger than any stable in America. And we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball all game. They know we're going to run the ball. We know we're going to run the ball. Um, your Uncle Joe, who you're bringing, who went to Salve Regina and doesn't know anything about football, knows that uh, that Virginia Tech is going to be running the football. And the key to the game is, are we going to be able to do it or not? Um, you know, we, we're going to have a lot of new, a couple of new faces up front. Uh, guys are banged up. So, you know, got to be able to run the football. If we can run the football, we got a chance. If we can't run the football, then we might not score any points. Um, any disagreements there, Pat? No, no disagreements. And I think we could uh, segue that nicely into letters from the lunch pail because I have one for you, Bill. Please. Letters from the lunch Please. pail. My question is, uh, you know, how much – should we be utilizing or on watch for Taj Bullock in this bowl game? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. So I know JC price was asked about this um, and said he expects him to play some. I'm not really sure. I mean, from an evaluation perspective, you know, JC is going to be back. You probably want to see what he looks like in the game at this point. It's the last game of the season. Um I really don't know because I haven't seen him play. He's had an entire year to, to get himself ready. Uh, he's had probably more reps in the last three or four weeks than he's had in his entire career at Virginia Tech so far. I know it hasn't been long. Um, so I definitely think he's going to get some action um, and kind of find out, look, what do we have? What do we have in Taj Bullock? Um, because, you know, the writing was on the wall, but now Braxton Burmeister has bounced. And it's basically Taj Bullock uh Blumrick and you know if you can get somebody out of the portal then you get somebody out of the portal but this is really the last opportunity to kind of find out what you have before spring ball so I definitely anticipate him taking some snaps um tryout little tryout for spring ball and I hope I hope, I, I hope that's how they I'm sure this is how the outlook is for the entire team but you know you get out there show your stuff and maybe you'll be rolling with the ones come yeah. come March you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that leads us into our Grant Watson over unders. His first one was Taj Bullock snaps played three and a half. I think it's over three and a half. Like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes 25, 30% of the snaps on offense. This is all guessing too. So, you know, I'm probably going to be surprised with, with whatever happens, but I think, I think if he does play, he'll play more than three and a half snaps. Pat. Yeah. I mean, I think we could say that about, um, Taj Bullock getting over three and a half snaps. Like, I, if we don't see him, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed, but, um, yeah, I I'm, I'm going and prepared to see him take snaps not too far away from his hometown of, I think East orange, it's either East West, one of the oranges, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Taj Bullock over three and a half snaps. I also want to see, uh, I mean, we didn't really jump into this. I'll, I'll, I'll segue it into another question. Um, sure. Connor Blomrick, total rushing yards over under 85. I mean, if we're going to have any chance to win the game, it's going to have to be over. Am I right? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go over. Hokies, 
I'm going to say the same thing. Hokies total points scored 23 and a half. That is the axis that the earth rotates on, by the way, 23 and a half degrees. I did not know that. Did not know that. I am go. I, I'm here. I'm looking at, you know, some of the teams that Maryland's played this year. Iowa, good football team, not a great offense. They scored 51 points. Ohio State scored 66. Indiana scored 35. Minnesota scored 34. <sighs> I mean, our offense is is it has stank this year. And I assume it will stink more because it's missing <laughs> the bad offense is now missing some of the best players in the bad offense. Um, but I mean, again, the eternal optimist, 23 and a half. I hope we can find a way to score 23 and a half points against, you know, the little redheaded stepchild in another power five conference. So I hope so. I'll go with over. Um, not necessarily overflowing with confidence with that. I don't, I don't really see that happening. I, I, I think, uh, if we're going to win this game, it'll actually be low scoring. Like more so like uh, in the low 20s. So I'm going to say under, under 23 and a half. Under 23 and a half. We're going to be running the ball. We're not going to have the ball that much. I think 23 and a half scoring, scoring over four times. And, uh, you know, most of the time it's going to be a touchdown on a field goal. I think it's a little tough. Moving on. Um, we're going to do, uh, so stick around at the end. We're going to talk about, uh, my trip back and Ole Miss and Pat's Cameron trip. But before that, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this game stuff. So I kind of threw this together at the end whilst in New York city, you must, and we're just going to rattle some stuff off. So, um, for eating, I love Arturo's it's over in, uh, in Soho, uh, really, really good Italian spot with some, with some piano in the background. Um, I try to tell people, you know, if you're going to eat, if you're going to eat in New York city, you're going to do stuff in New York city, go look at times square, go look at it and then get as far away as you can from it and go do go into store stuff. Um, so that's down in Soho. And then also Puglia is a great restaurant. Um, they do the, the dancing and the, you know, the singing and the standing on your tables, Pat, where, where would you go eat in the city? Uh, I don't have any go-to spots that I know off the top of my head. It's Just like usually... away from Times Square. I mean, any place is good. Um, don't eat by Times Square. It's going to cost too much, and it's not going to be that good. Um, so there's that. Wait, wait. But if you're going out, if you're going out, there's a few good places. Yeah, if you, you're saying in the Times Square, like if you want to go to Carmine's, do some really large, like family-style uh, Italian food. I'm trying to think of my dinners in the city, and it's just been so long. Yeah, um, that's been I'm away gonna from I'm gonna pass on my my uh, submission here. Sure, uh, visit is the 9/11 Museum. I think if you're in the city, uh, it's an absolutely incredible and um, eye-opening experience to something that uh, look whether you were alive for it, remember it, don't remember it. Um, I know for Pat and myself, growing up really close to it, knowing people involved, um, knowing firefighters and first responders that that you know, participated in that. It is a really, really incredible museum. Um, I would highly encourage you checking it out. I know the team went and checked that out. Um, but uh, that would be my suggestion for the for the visit panel. Pat? 9-11 Museum is definitely a must-see. Uh, there's a quote on the wall inscribed at the 9-11 Memorial. It says, no day shall erase you from the memory of time. 
Uh, I think about that every single time 9-11 comes around and uh, thinking about those involved and friends and family and all the first responders. So that's definitely a, a you know, a must visit if you are, uh, if you're an American. As far as places to visit, uh, Madison Square Garden, iconic venue. You know, maybe it's a Billy Joel concert. Maybe it's a Knicks game or a, uh, a Rangers game. If there's someone playing a show, you should definitely check it out. Um, I don't know who's playing this week. Uh, Pat, fun know. fact, uh, future future parents' birthdays or parents' Christmases, um, Billy Joel did just sign a concert uh, or a concert, did sign a contract to play at Madison Square Garden over like the next decade. Um always wanted to see Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden. Dude just plays the piano, gets drunk, and sells it out. I mean, doesn't get much better than that. So maybe, maybe, maybe the Finney Ray crew, the Finchels, <laughs> uh, make their way to MSG to check out Billy Joel. Let's Don't know if you're a big Billy Joel guy. Let's lock it in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next year, I'm locked in. They're actually coming. He's coming to Charlotte April 23rd. That guy gets after it. That guy gets after it. And then see, I mean, Broadway yeah. show, you know, go down yeah. to Broadway. Springsteen did a long, uh, did a long tour on Broadway. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I've seen the Jersey boys there. I've seen Carol King, the musical there with my family one year. Um, million dollar quartet. I saw that. Um, Lion King hairspray, chitty, chitty, bang, bang wicked. Um, rock of ages was really good. They did like a whole history of rock and roll. I mean, there's some good ones, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some good ones, you know, head on up. See who's playing. Could be a hit. Um, Yankee Stadium, another iconic venue. Not as iconic as the old one. Fact. Gotta say, gotta say, Pat. I know I, I'm literally recording this in a Red Sox hat, and I know Pat is a um, a passive Yankees fan. But I think anybody can agree, the old <laughs> Yankee Stadium was absolutely fantastic. It was beautiful. Um, the new one just doesn't really do it for me. Just doesn't. The new one is just you know a bunch of cement cement blocks and some lights, yeah. and you know you, you mm. just. You feel like you're more in an amusement park rather than, you know, something that's historic and traditional. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I'd rather. It's been it's been some time since it's been a Yankee Stadium, but I'd rather go to like Fenway or City Field. Even I like City Field oh, a lot better than the new Yankee Stadium. I agree. I tip my I cap agree. to uh, to Steve Cohen, even though he had nothing to do with the construction <laughs> of City Field. Um, and then Times Square. I mean, look, like Pat, you and I, we are desensitized a little bit. Um, it's kind of a pay, uh, pain in the a double dollar sign to get down there. Um, but yeah, you got to see Times Square. I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, what's um, awesome is the, um, in the financial district, like the Port Authority, whatever that massive, uh, you take, you take the path over. Okay. Drops you in Fidei and, and, um, you walk out in the stations like this massive mall. Have you seen that? Have you yes, been down? Yes, it looks like a like a fish that's like it's like the, only the skeleton of a fish. Like it's yeah, it's, it's, it's down by the world. That's actually, yeah, that's that's right by. So if you wanted to knock two things out at once, you can do that uh, when you see the world uh, the World Trade Center Museum. They're probably five or six blocks apart from each other. Great, great hit, Pat. Yeah, I've I've never been in the mall, but it looks visually in incredible and then there's another building that's built like a lego house like it's kind of like there's the building and then it extends itself out um looks like something out of like a, a coloring book or something what about the uh what's it called is it called the vessel what is the vessel massive like copper looking thing you know what i'm talking about i don't you too yeah pull it up on google real quick what's it called it's, the vessel yeah 
The vessel. It's in. I think it's in Hudson Yards. Yes, I do know what this is. Yeah, this is like I guess is this New York's version of like the bean that they have in uh Chicago? Like I think it was really built like four years ago. Yeah, I've no, I didn't know you could go in it. It looks like a for those of you listening, well, so all of you. Um, it looks like a like a honeycomb. Uh, I don't even. I don't. I don't even know what that. I looks think that's like. a good way. A good way to describe it. Honeycomb. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then obviously, I guess I guess one more. There's a really cool store for you know if any of you frat boys are coming to the game. There's a place called Mister Throwback. It's all like vintage uh, 1990s T-shirts, jerseys. Uh, guy in there is really cool. Never pay full price. Just say like, hey, I I'll give you this much for this, and he'll usually say yes. What any about other, uh, any other rules? Any other like uh, like this is my first time in New York rules. Never ever ever take the free mixtape that somebody is trying to offer you. Don't do it because they're going to make you listen to it or they're going to make you pay for it when you start to walk away. Um, Sounds like you've learned that from experience. I have. I have. I have. Um, any other rules in the city? Make sure, you br- make sure you bring your Vax card or take a picture of your vaccination card. You will need it. If you want to go buy buttons for your corduroy uh, t-shirt. I don't know why I would have buttons, but you need that to get in uh, vaccination proof of vaccination required for everywhere you go. So I would just take a picture of your vaccination card and then heart it. So you can find it quickly. That would be my, yes. Idea. It'll be in your favorites folder on yes. your, on your iPhone. Yes. Um, what about some places? I don't have any tips. I'm a Charlotte guy now, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no any tips. tips. No tips, but uh, I can. How about some places? You know, some local watering holes, places to go uh, to get a beer or go out with some friends. So I'm going to be honest with you, Pat. I haven't spent a ton of time um, drinking in the city. I mean, when I went to Tech, I was under 21. I spent all of my winter breaks and my summer breaks in Blacksburg. So, and then I moved to Atlanta. So if I'm drinking and I'm in this area, I'm usually going to Hoboken. So uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have to hold the mantle on this one, my friend. All right, I'm just going to give a, a short list. And I'm I'm not I if I know the neighborhood, I'll I'll yell it out if I don't, which is a high chance. Oh yeah, you might hurt my ears. Um uh, okay. Um sidebar. Sidebar is an iconic spot for NFL Sundays. Sidebar. The 13th step, they do dollar beers on Tuesday nights. I went there on my 21st birthday. <laughs> Very fun place. Um Let's see. Galway Hooker is a good place. Don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> they can Google it, dude. They can Google it. Uh, what's this one place called? Um, uh, shoot. I really should have wrote these down. Um, what else is there? If you're going to Yankee Stadium, going to the Pinstripe Bowl, you're going to want to go to Stands or Billy's. They are right around the stadium in the Bronx. They are both a ton of fun. I know Manhattan Hokies is looking to uh, set up, I believe at Billy's before the game, not Billy Ray, but Billy's like, I'm pretty sure the place is named after Billy Martin, who was the manager uh, for the Yankees in the late seventies. This was the Reggie Jackson era. Billy Martin was the manager. He wore number one. If you ever watched the Bronx is burning an iconic ESPN original series. I am not paying Reggie Jackson to ride the bench. What uh, is what George Steinbrenner 
said. <laughs> and then Reggie's like, I am the straw that stirs the drink. It all flows for me. <laughs> <laughs> Stands and Phillies. <laughs> Stands and Phillies are the two places that you're going to want to check out. Um, man. Oh, Clinton Hall. It's called Clinton Hall. It's in the financial district. That's a good place to go. And Park is another place to go. I think it's Park with a C. And that's it. You know, if there's anything yeah. else, I'll throw, I'll throw them out on Twitter. Like, to be honest, honestly, the best thing you guys can do, just get out there and walk around, pop in. Um, you really can't go wrong anywhere. Um, don't go to Sparrow. Uh, and you guys will have a good time. Just get out there, have fun. Nothing is ever closed. If you're looking for late night, this is not a, like, and this isn't even a jab. This is any city in America. This isn't Charlotte and this certainly isn't Roanoke. If you're hungry and it's 1130, you're in luck because everything is open and you can go get whatever the hell you want. So a um, little, little culture shock. Um, be hungry. <laughs> score predictions. Line has tech plus three and a half. Over under is set at 55. Pat, what do you think? Line tech plus three and a half. I mean, I'm not, I'm not betting on this game. Um, I don't, I don't know if tech covers or not. I mean, I'm, I'm really just showing up in case they need an extra wide receiver. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think we're scoring more than 20 points. Would love to be wrong. You know, we're going to see some Jalen Jones. We're going to see some more Daywan Lofton. But can Connor Blumberg throw it to them? Or will we see Taj Bullock throwing it to them? Can we cover three and a half? We need to have, like, a defensive touchdown and a really special day on defense. It needs to, like, pour rain so Talia can't throw it. Like, <laughs> um, I have no confidence. Wrong. I have zero confidence. My confidence meter is on zero. It's, you know, we don't have a team. We, we barely have any guys going. Yeah. Mike, uh, you know, Maryland minus three and a half is probably a, a wise decision. Um, so uh, as far as score prediction, I'm going to go with Maryland 31, Virginia Tech 20. Hopefully a game that, you know, is closer than 31 to 20. But um, that's that's kind of how I see it. And that would also be the under uh, under the under is. Uh, 55, so that would be 51 points. I'll go um, Maryland, 32, Tech, 20, 20. I just I, – I have no confidence. I mean, honestly, Pat, I mean – You just picked Maryland, Maryland to score 32 points? Yeah, I did. You know how rare it is for, like, football teams to score 32 points? Okay, make it 35. 35 better? <laughs> 35 <laughs> points. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> – Hey, come prepared next time. <laughs> 35. I, I just, I got to be honest with you, Pat. I've reached the point of apathy. Um, I'm over. Oh, I'm welcome. ready. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I'm ready for football to be over. I'm ready to be excited about football next year. Um, spring game, spring ball, bring it on. Spring games, you know, yeah. let's hopefully fin- finish strong here. Hey, we were pretty apathetic going to that Virginia game. That is true. That, that is true. That is true. So, you know, don't call us bad fans. Don't call us non-supporters. We're going to the game. It's going to be raining. Um, and we'll be cheering loud for all to hear. Um, so, yeah. But I suppose uh, we can take this thing home with Sharky shout-outs. But before we do that, I mean, quick Christmas review. Pat, I know you went to Cameron. Tell me tell me about Cameron. 
Yeah, December 22nd, drove up to Cameron, drove up to Durham for the uh, the Duke game. And let me tell you, man, like there are historic venues all over sports, whether it's Fenway Park or Wrigley Field or, you know, some other historic places. <laughs> Cameron Indoor Stadium, if you have not been there for a game, you can visit there you know, for, um, for a campus tour or whatever, and just check it out. But until you go there for like an ACC game, man, like that place is awesome. It is rowdy. It is fun. The fans are super into it. The fans are super invested. It is packed in there. Um, the ceilings are really low. Like, and then when tech is on offense, like it is not easy to get a bucket, um, especially in the second half where, we had a lead and suddenly Duke goes on a 13-0 run and that place was absolutely going nuts, like absolutely ballistic, <clears throat> excuse me, ballistic. But uh, man, just a ton of fun, ton of fun. Shout out Bryce. We watched together. My man, Will Coffee hooked up Bryce with a last minute ticket. He was like, hey man, one of my buddies just tested positive for COVID, like would love to get a hokey into the game. And I was like, well, I know my guy, Bryce Chalkley will jump in the car and come with me from Charlotte, North Carolina. And, uh, we went to the game. It was awesome. Um, big time props to will and Taylor Watts was there, uh, ran some other Hokies there. Um, but that was just a cool experience that I definitely recommend, uh, to watch or to, uh, to get involved with if you're a Hokie, especially in coach K's last year. And, you know, my grandparents came up clutch with the ticket. They lived in Durham for like close to 30 years. They had a friend who had an extra and uh, it was a birthday present. So I really lucked out there, but man, Cameron was fun and been back in Jersey since Christmas Eve, hanging out here <clears throat> for a couple of days more going to the game, hanging with the fam, saw Spider-Man. I mean, wow. You need to go see that. If you've seen, you know, any of the Spider-Man movie movies and uh, yeah, I like a, tickle on my throat so i'm gonna stop talking bill how how have you been over the past couple weeks here it's been a um it's been a tremendous challenge for being completely honest um i was uh interested in attending the interested in attending the duke game and i gotta i gotta brag on pat here for a second pat uh bailed me out i uh so i left san diego on um sunday of last week drove all the way to Johnson city, Texas population, 250 people broke down there. My starter was bad. Lost day of driving, got it fixed dinner with Michael Brewer in Austin, uh, outside of Austin at Lake Travis. He's doing well. We'll catch up with him soon. Um, love seeing him. Then I went to Ole Miss, saw my old coach, uh, my old teammate. They're doing great. Obviously. Um, yes, I love Ole Miss. You guys don't have to get over it. Love Ole Miss. Go Rebs. Bill, your dad, uh, your dad played there, right? Like yeah, just, yeah, it's acceptable. It's fine. Just, just so we're setting the record straight. I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that that that's that is what it is. That that is team that is team number two. Uh, then I went to Auburn, Alabama, uh, by recommendation of Ed Williams. Had an amazing time. Snuck into Jordan Hare. Uh, they still have the score up from the Alabama game, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I don't know if that's motivation, um, but definitely an inter- interesting motivation tactic. Um, and then I picked up all my stuff from Athens. I'm driving. Call Pat. Hey, man, would love to see you, man. But I'm burning rubber, bro. I'm getting home. I got somewhere to be. And, of course, I need to call Pat two hours later. Car, transmission, shot. 
broken down in Shelby, North Carolina. Shout out to Dax Hollifield. Um, and Pat, being the great guy that he is, drove an hour and a half, uh, an hour and change south to pick me up and uh, let me stay there. Got a box truck in the morning, took all my stuff out of my truck and out of my trailer, returned the trailer to a different U-Haul and drove the rest of the way home after stopping in Blacksburg. So a disaster. All I'm, all I'm going to say is you're lucky you broke down where you broke down. And I will say that foreshadowing, I think it's time for you to move down to Charlotte, Bill. Where else yeah, would maybe. you break down? You know? Our yeah, outside maybe. of Shelby, North Carolina. I mean, if it wasn't me, it was going to be uh, the Hollifields. That is true. Got 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 some great people in the state of Carolina. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be seeing what's happening with that truck and what's happening with me, but glad to be home. Um, aside from that, dad just texted cabbage noodles after I told him that we were going out for sushi today. So he's going to be angry about that. Um, and yeah, just been home. My brother has been painting a rifle stock. Um, he took his rifle completely apart and is making a mimicry of the Franken strat. That used to be played by, uh, I think, Van Halen. So he completely took his gun apart and is, is painting it to look like an old guitar by Van Halen. Um, and that's what he's been working on, uh, literally hours in the garage. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Christmas, back home. Um and yeah, back on the podcast. We missed you guys. I mean, this was kind of all over the place. Had a, I had a plethora of topics to discuss, but hit us up when you guys are in New York. Um, we got to do shout out. Are we shouting out anyone? Yes, we do have shout outs. And um, our first uh, our first shout out is actually um, obviously pulling up Instagram here because our first shout out goes to goes to our friends over at scoop and score LLC who gave away three tickets. That's right. They gave away three tickets um, for the pinstripe bowl uh, giveaway style, which was super cool. And our winner is Connor Dixon, Uh, Connor Dixon uh, connected with him and he'll be headed to the pinstripe bowl, literally DM'd him. And he said, Hey, I I said, Hey, do you want to go to the game? And he goes, are you serious? I'll call out of work right now. And uh, he's calling out of work and he's going to the game. So, um, hey, shout class, out to of 20, class of 2017 right there. Former Hokie Bird. Fun fact. Really? Really? I did not know that. So, Connor it's, Dixon, shout out, dude. It's not four years. It's for life. I was trying to make a – I was trying to insert the word feathers into that. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Who are you shouting out? <laughs> I got to give a shout out to my guy, Taylor Malbin, who will be listening to this tomorrow morning. My guy, Taylor Malbin. If you've, uh, if you've ever seen Malbin golf, there's a relation there. Malbin golf, uh, Instagram ads. They have good, good clothing too, but shout out Taylor and shout out to John McManus. Hope you're listening. If you are, I want to text tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's it for me, man. Awesome. We'll be back to our regular, regular scheduled programming. Um, Life advice. We'll give you guys the information on where to go. Wait, for wait, that. We, is it life advice at sonsofsaturday.com? It is life advice sonsofsaturday.com. So if you have one now, you can send it. Um, but we're going full. We're, we're making this happen in 2022. It's one of my only, I, I need to be less fat, more financially savvy, and doing life advice on the podcast. Those are my Here, three New Year's resolutions. Here's a tip to being financially savvy. 
Cabbage noodles, baby. You don't need that sushi. <laughs> I do need the sushi because my friend's sausage is going back to teach school in Syracuse. So we gotta we gotta take a we gotta get my guy's sausage out. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, if you have a buddy named Sausage, you gotta <laughs> me and my buddy sushi, we're gonna go eat sausage uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> safe travels to New York, safe travels wherever, and everybody have a fantastic rest of your 2021. Wow, that sounds weird. Take care, everybody. to wander tripping in the sand we smoke out windows drink till we can't stand but i saw you dance like you want to in my head and all that she said is oh i know just what you're thinking Take your head, it started